0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's views from the 573 podcast. Hope you all are doing well today as we're diving into another week, of what's going on into the sports world. We got an awesome, fun-packed week for you guys to talk about. We got the Masters. They're starting today. We got some college football, NFL. Got some NBA news. We got a whole lot of it. It's an exciting weekend, so buckle up uh, before we get started. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Thanks to Anchor for sponsoring us. As always, the best way to make a podcast. If you guys are interested in making podcasts like I I did a few years ago, go right ahead. It's got everything you need, so get on that. And go check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to go subscribe. Keep up with all the latest action on there. And check out the entertainment channel as well. I know we haven't done uh, a full-length one here in a minute, but with Mando ramping up here and with WandaVision coming out here soon, be on the lookout for some stuff coming on over there. All right, let's dive into a l- little bit of news. Let's just go around the horn here to start off with uh, with everything. Let's, tar- let's start off with a little bit of NBA news Coming out of the league yesterday, the Thunder, their head coaching slot is now filled. They promote it from within with Mark Dagnall. I hope that's how you pronounce his name as their head coach. He's got some G League experience. I believe he's only 35 years old as well. And I remember the last young coach that had some G League experience. that was really good. He ended up being a pretty good coach, and that was Nick Nurse. So, if the Thunder uh struck goal on with that hire, good on them. So, that's the last coaching position that was left to be filled in the NBA. Now, that is filled. So, everybody's now got a head coach, and that's, all, that's important because we got the NBA draft coming up next Wednesday. It's less than a week away. Nobody knows who's going number one. I'm excited about it. that's. I guess that's kind of what makes it a fun draft is you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to go number one. But anyway, more NBA news. Speaking of the Thunder, one of their old players, Russell Westbrook, uh, reportedly is winning out of Houston. Westbrook is a little bit concerned about what's going on with the direction of the team. Now, if you know, like they hired Steven Silas as their new head coach. You had Daryl Morey leave for Philly, which I, I'm really fascinated to see what he does with Philly. It, it's Of course he's concerned about it, because the guy that brought you in there is now gone. You don't know where this team is heading. You, you know, you lost Antony as well. You, the, he's like 31. He He's in his prime. He, he can't really shoot anymore. He's often injured, but he's still got some explosiveness to him. And so, yeah, of course he's concerned about it because he wants him to win a ring. He wants to win that ring for his legacy. And I don't know where he would go. Now, could he go to New York? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> he'd thrive in New York. I mean, you guys know Russ is all about the fashion. That's a place he could go to, and that's a place where the Knicks would embrace him. I, I mean, I don't know where else he could go. <laughs> it depends on who wants to take on that much money and how how much they want to have Westbrook. And, uh, you know, short, uh, give props to OKC here for getting some picks out of the deal uh, with Houston last year. Good on them. Now, a year later, he wants out. So, yeah, I'm really... Fascinating to see where this leads now. There's of course with Maury going to Philly, <laughs> there's gonna be some talk about you know, them trying to go get Harden trading either in or Simmons form. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen. If it does happen, it's gonna be really, really probably when Harden's contract is nearing the end, or when he has that opt out. That's the only feasible way I can see anything potentially happening i think but i think he's staying in houston but now if you're a rocket you're now wondering what do you do with westbrook how do you trade him how do you trade a contract that big for a guy that can't shoot is injured but still has some explosiveness to his game where he can still make an impact i don't know you're, houston's gonna have to find a market for him and it's gonna be really tough to but We'll see where Westbrook lands. And I think if Westbrook lands anywhere, I think he wants to land with the contender. It just depends on who that contender is, if they want to pay for him, how much they want to pay for him, and how much they want to deal away in a potential trade. Sticking with some basketball, let's talk some college basketball. Of course, that's gonna started here pretty soon here, within the next week or so. And from my knowledge, I think there's a... Couple leagues that are doing not a couple non conference games, but pretty much a lot of these conferences are doing just conference schedules only. Do pretty much do what a lot of these college football teams are doing. It seemed to work where you're just playing in conference, and so it's probably a smart idea for them to do that. Of course, you had the preseason All American team announced, yeah, a couple. Guys on there, including a guy that could be potentially the number one pick in next year's draft. Speaking of that, in Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State, and, and the and really the the headliner here on this team was Luke Garza, the center out of Iowa, put up insane stats nine, uh, 23.9, 9.8 rebounds as a junior. Those are really good stats right there, and you can see why he's leading the way for this All American team. Coming up, and Iowa—they're one of the top teams in the country. Coming in at number five in the AP Top 25. Just kind of give a rundown of the top 10: Gonzaga number one, Baylor two, Villanova three, Virginia four, Iowa five, Kansas six, Wisconsin seven, Illinois eight, Duke at nine, 10. Of Kentucky. Now with those two, uh, those latter two—I mean, you're, you're replacing your roster year in year out with freshmen. I reckon Kentucky is leading. Returner has averaged only four and a half points last season, so they're filling it, of course, with freshmen that they're hoping make an impact, and with Coach Callum they don't, it take it, it takes them a, a while, but they eventually pick it up and they make their run later on in the season. With Duke, I, it's going to be kind of the same thing, although I expect them to pick it up much quicker, and they'll be they'll be fine. Uh Gonzaga, I mean, you guys know what Gonzaga does. Gonzaga's always good. They always got the players. They'll know with Jay Wright. He's got that team ready to go each and every year. Same thing with Virginia and Tony Bennett. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter how if they got any highly ranked guys or not, they'll get it done. Kansas, we'll see how Kansas does uh this upcoming season. I think if I remember right, they it was going to be the first time that they were not going to be the leaders for the big 12. So that was weird, so maybe they'll bounce back. Uh, Looking at a few other teams in the top 25 really quickly. uh, Tennessee, my guys, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. (laughs) There needs to be something good going on in Knoxville because the football thing ain't cutting it. Michigan state, uh, of course, and you just heard the news, Tom is has a positive for the virus, so hopefully he gets a doing better here soon, and to see what Michigan State does, you got Texas State, West Virginia, UNC, you got, you got some solid programs coming in here, so I'm excited to see what college basketball does this year, and you know, of course, the whole thing that kind of led off this pandemic in the sports world was college basketball, and The conference tournaments and then eventually March Madness being canceled. So excited to see some college basketball and hopeful that we can get a we can get tourney uh, NCAA tournament next year because that's something I think we all miss. We all have fun during that time period. So hopefully we get some more of that going on uh, in the spring. Hopefully we get some of that. Uh, Let's talk some baseball here real quick. We got some awards that have been announced here the last few days. We got some that are being announced today. We got AL MVP. We got No MVP being announced. AL MVP. Jose Abreu of the White Sox, DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees, and Jose Ramirez of the Indians are up for that. If I had to bet, I think it's going to probably be Abreu, just for the fact that I've seen on Twitter his name brought up a lot. As far as being the guy for the White Sox that's really bolstered their roster and like their chances of being really good this past season. So I'll go with him. And MVP, you got Mookie Betts for the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman for the Raves, and Manny Machado for the Padres. And I think you probably have to go Mookie here. You, you probably, it, It's probably going to be Mookie that's going to get this. MVP award. As so far as the awards that have been announced, let's start with the Manager of the Year awards, the NO Manager of the Year, Don Bangley with the Miami Marlins, and that's well this heard. No, buddy. Even in the short season, probably expected the Miami Marlins to do as good as they did this year. Especially when you consider there were. The first team that hey pandemic concerns with going on with the virus. So, shout out to Manningly and shout out to the Marlins for finding a way to do, get into the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, guide them to the first postseason appearance in seventeen years. Massive roster overhaul due to the virus. Props to him. The NL or the AL. Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays led the race to the first AOE title since 2010, despite having 13 players on the injured list as of September 1st. And he, I mean, he got the race to the World Series. He got them pretty doggone close. So, you know, well-deserved there. National League Rookie of the Year, Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at stats, well-deserved here. Struck out 53 ba- uh, 53% of, the, of his 100 batter's face. Had a .33 ERA. That's nuts. And a .090 batting average. I, I think that's the sound I'm looking at. And becoming the first reliever to win rookie of the year since 2011. Those are some insane stats right there. Coming from a rookie. And fr- from a reliever, no less. And from the American League. Seattle Mariners, a unanimous selection for AL Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis. Became the second rookie to lead his team in average home runs, runs, and walks. And was really good on the defensive side as well. So that's well-deserved. And recently, the Cy Young Awards have been announced as well. National League Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer from the Reds. He becomes the first red to win the award, leading the NL in ERA, ERA plus, whip, opponents, batting average, and shutouts. He also ranks second in strikeouts and strikeouts per nine innings. He led them all those stats. So that's well-deserved. And the first unanimous choice in the AL since 2011 comes from the Cleveland Indians pitching staff and Shane Bieber. Seeing an MLB record with a 41.1% strikeout rate, almost 50%, good, grief! Recording the lowest qualified ERA, 1.63 since 1969. tying for the lowest opponent's batting average, 167 since 1969. So, those awards are all well-deserved. Those guys put up some amazing stats. So, that's where we're at with the MLB awards, and we're waiting the MVP award announcements as of today all right let's talk a little bit of golf here with the masters starting up today i know the one thing that's been popping up here as of recent is that one one and whole shot that everybody's been looking at where it skips over the pond and it's a hole in one like that's just nuts and so that of course gets masters weekend started here and it's really going to be interesting to see how the masters competes between college football and the NFL. It's never had to do that before. It's really had its own kind of period. I mean, you had the NBA and mix in there, but you're not having to worry about the nation's biggest, you know, I mean, it's really one of the biggest organizations in, in the country, you know, with how much it makes. You're not having to deal with that. And so now it's coming into this weekend and I'm really interested, interested to see who wins this year's masters. I always have fun on Masters Sunday. Might not be paying attention to much of it this week with football going on, but maybe so. I mean, I got the Titans playing tonight, so <laughs> I may be doing a little bit more of it than I realized. So I have to say, if you want, if you want to watch football, if your team's not playing on Thursday night, if you want to watch the Masters, if you got two TVs, I envy you. I <laughs> if you got two TVs, have fun this weekend, my friends. I mean you're you're living it good right there. You're gonna to get to watch the Masters and some football at the same time. Good on you. <laughs> so as far as the Masters are concerned, you know, Peter, he brought up this interesting little graphic here. Um to the group chat yesterday. And I could not believe this. Like this is nuts. So in 1986. Jack Nicholas Won his 6th Masters. 23 years after his first. And he was ranked 33rd. Going into that week. Now. Tiger Woods is looking to win his 6th Masters. 23 years after his first. And he's also ranked 33rd. Going into this week. Those are nuts. And, of course, Peter goes and tells us, put your life savings on Tiger this week. <laughs> it, if you like those stats and if you feel good about those stats and you're like, oh, it's meant to be, have at it. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do with their money. Go in, if you want to do it, do it. I, I don't care. Uh, but looking at the Masters, the odds to win this weekend, the favorite is Bryson DeChambeau. Coming in eight to one, the best odds to win coming right behind him is Dustin Johnson, seventeen to two. John Ram, ten to one. Justin Thomas, twelve to one. Rory McIlroy, twelve to one as well. That's the top five there. And Tigers got really long odds. Thirty five to one. So it's gonna be a tough sell for Tiger to try to win the Masters this week. Mickelson, he's way down there as well. In the super in the Super Bowl, he's two hundred to one, so he's he's a long shot. He, so it's really probably not going to look like either one. of Those are going to be uh, doing anything this weekend, but I mean, you never know. I mean, we didn't think Tiger was going to win a couple of years ago, and you know, look what happened. Uh, rather last year, that tells you guys how long this year's been. I thought it was two years ago where he had that awesome Masters win. That tells you something. Like that was just last year. I felt like it feels like two years ago. So the Masters this weekend. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to watch some golf, and uh, see who wins the green jacket this weekend. I'm excited. And again, those of you that got two TVs or more, have fun. Go nuts. (laughs) All right, let's go to football. Let's switch to football. And get on to everything going on there and let's start with some college football and what's what's happened in little league football as matt would call what's what's happened in little league football in week number 10 so let's talk about it let's let's run down the games that we picked miami at nc state uh miami winning that one 44 to 41 now they did kick a field goal there, and a lot of people were questioning Mayne Diaz. Uh, why did he kick it? Turns out it was the right decision, and they end up winning by a field goal in the end. De'Eric King, awesome day. 31-41, 430 through the air, five touchdowns. Also, including 105 yards on the ground. Just an awesome day for him. So, Miami wins that one, got that one right. BYU at Boise State. I took BYU there, BYU with the with the awesome game. Zach Wilson, 22-28, 360 through the air, three touchdowns. Really efficient day for Zach Wilson, who's rising up the draft boards. It could be a potentially a guy that could be QB3 behind Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. He's probably fighting Trey Lance in North Dakota State for that QB3 spot right there. You got a lot of QBs rising up to the boards. You got him. You got Mac Jones from Bama. You got Kyle Trask from Florida. I've heard Kellen Mond's name mentioned from a couple of people. So you got a lot of QBs rising to the occasion in this shortened pandemic year. So they may be making themselves some good money, depending on where they're drafted next year. Michigan at Indiana. Is it time to worry about hardball? Or has it been time? I don't know. It's probably been time to be worried about Harbaugh. But, yeah, I know Indiana's been a good team. But if you're Michigan, you expect to beat this team. You you should expect to beat a team like Indiana. And Indiana beats them 38-21. Indiana off to a 3-0 start. I got to tell you what. If you're... Michigan fans, if you're, I mean, if you're Michigan, anything, you got to be concerned right now. You got to be wondering if Harbaugh, if this is going to be the last roundup for him, if this is gonna be his last run there with Michigan. I mean, seeing it one and two, losing to Michigan State at home the way they did, going on the road, and when they should be expected to beat Indiana despite the rankings, and just getting beat by seventeen. It's going to be a rough road for Michigan if they don't pull things together. If, if Harbaugh doesn't bring it together, who knows? Michigan may be searching for a new head coach in the within the next few months here. Arizona State at USC. Man, I hated watching the end of this game. I thought Arizona State had it. <laughs> Poor Herm. But Arizona State had a lead there. 27 to third Yeah, 27 to 14. They had it there. USC scores 14 in the fourth and wins by one, 28 to 27. <sighs> Man, I hate that for Herm. I thought they had a, a Props to USC for fighting back in, the, in that fourth quarter. Keen Slovis, he, he did have a couple missed throws. I think he had a pick or two, but. Uh, and I said at the office, 355 55 times. It's probably a little bit too much than what you would like for your SC, but you needed it. 40, 55, 381 through the air, two touchdowns. So Arizona State, back to the drawing board. I hate that for Herm. I think, I think me, man, Peter, all hate that for Herm. But uh, USC ends up the victors there. Maryland at Penn State. I think it's getting close to having time for Peter, having Peter on the pod to talk about Penn State. Because, boy, oh, boy. Whew. Things are not so happy in Happy Valley right now. Things are not so happy there. 0-3. I mean, <laughs> you, you probably expected to lose to Ohio State. Let's be real here. But you should have expected to beat Indiana. Expected to beat Maryland. And what happens? The opposite. You you lose all three. Maryland wins 35 to 19. Maryland's out two and one. And uh, their game between Ohio State's not going to happen this week due to COVID-related issues. So they're going to be riding the high of the last couple of weeks where they've had really big games. Tali Tongavaloa, to his younger brother, is doing really good these last couple of weeks. And uh, if you're Penn State. you you gotta wonder what's up here (laughs) you gotta figure out something here you can't go 0-4 in a a only 8 game season you can't start off that way you just can't it's not gonna be good it's it's not gonna be good Uh, I would say I I feel sorry for Peter but with what's going on with my program right now eh, I I don't care I, I concerning issues with my program up as well Florida at Georgia. And this is, of course, a top 10 matchup between these two teams. Florida, offensive powerhouse. Georgia, defensive powerhouse. What was going to give way? And it turns out it's the offense side of the ball that gives way. With Florida winning this game 44-28. to 28. And let me tell you what, there are guys dropping like flies in this game. I think maybe, especially for Georgia. Yeah. Some guys are getting hurt there. Like, I was watching a replay yesterday. Like, there's like three guys that went down. Like, goodness gracious. But Florida pulls away here 44-28. Kyle Trask, another awesome day. 30-43, 474, four touchdowns. Great, great day for Florida. Gives Georgia their second loss. And if you're Georgia, you really need to run the table here these last few games. And you really need to hope for Florida to lose two games here. And looking at Florida's schedule, it's probably going to be tough for Florida to lose with how their offense is. I know they got a late matchup with Tennessee later in the season. Late matchup with LSU, that rescheduled game. So that's going to be one to be concerned about if you're Florida. But, you know, looking at, they're looking at Florida's schedule going forward. If you're Georgia, you really need the whole Georgia or Florida loses two games in, uh their upcoming schedule. So Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Oklahoma State coming off this their game against Texas the week before, which they lost for the first time of the season. They go on the road to Manhattan, Kansas, go to Kansas State, and get a two-point victory. 22 18 to push ahead to 5 and 1 on the season. So, Oklahoma State moving on up there. Clemson at Notre Dame. This was the big one. Of course, no Trevor Lawrence in this morning. At the freshman DJ Ui Angu Lale. I can't believe I'm still getting that name right. You had him coming in as a, starting as a freshman coming and going into this game. And he played. He played pretty well. He played pretty well. Led his team to overtime. Twenty nine to forty four, four thirty nine, and two touchdowns. But Notre Dame pulling out the victory, forty seven to forty. This was a huge victory for Notre Dame. ACC lets them come in to the conference this year. It's Like, yeah, come on in. And what do they do? They go and beat the ACC's favorite son. So, <laughs> of course, it winds up that way. So, Clemson, they're now 7 one They're no longer the number one team in the country. That team goes to, it's the usual number one team in the country, Alabama. And Notre Dame moves on up to number two in the country after that win. So, Notre Dame looking really good right now, coming off that huge victory. Tennessee and Arkansas, like, I... I, I, I don't know what to expect anymore. It, it, it's really gotten bad here. I, I, I kind of feel apathetic, you know? Like, I was kind of <laughs> half expecting it to happen once the second half started, and sure enough, it happened. So, <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know what's going on here. There, there's got to be something going on here. I just don't know what it is. I have no clue what it is. All I know is that, you know, this A&M game, like, yes, I hated that. The, I hated that, you know, you got, got some positive on A&M. It's probably best for Tennessee, though, not to get them embarrassed this week. You know, it's probably best for it to be canceled. So, yeah, yeah. There, there was a hope there that the freshman quarterback, Harrison Bailey, was going to maybe get a start here with Garantano and concussion protocol that he was day to day. And that like, he did. I heard he didn't practice yesterday. And so there's like yeah he he probably would have been cleared Friday and they would have given him the go ahead even without practice, and here I'm reading about uh, from Pruitt about how much practice how important practice is, and you know, yeah that that's one of my problems and you know he could have played again the freshman could have been starting this weekend giving a lot of UT fans for excitement that might be the only reason they might have tuned into a shellacking from the Aggies. And now it's, we're not even going to get that. We're probably going to get Garrett rolling into Auburn next week. So yay! But uh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm sad. <laughs> Stanford at Oregon, Oregon gets the victory there at home against the Cardinal, winning thirty-five to fourteen. Tyler Show coming in from uh, coming in for Justin Herbert, who's now of course off to the NFL. 1726 227 and a touchdown Stanford gets the win there to start off their season on the right note. And so let's see if there's any other college football games I want to kind of talk about. I know Liberty. <laughs> Hugh Freeze has got Liberty at 7 and 0 went to Virginia Tech wins 38-235. Good stuff for Hugh Freeze there and for Liberty. <laughs> Texas they're coming back strong. They're now 5 and 2, winning their last two, beating a really tough West Virginia team 17 to 13. Good victory for them there. And uh Cincinnati, let me tell you what. Cincinnati is looking good. Lou Fickle doing a good job up there in Cincinnati. He's got them at 6 and 0, oh, number 6 in the country. That they might have moved up now on, based off the rankings, but He's got them looking really good. Cincinnati's been one of the impressive teams of college football this year. All right, let's take a look at college football this week. Now, the big thing with this week is you got four SEC games that are probably not going to happen. You got Alabama-LSU due to positive tests with Maryland side, uh, with LSU side, rather. Uh, so that's not going to happen. I mentioned Ohio State. Maryland's not going to happen due to stuff going on Maryland side. AM, Tennessee's not going to happen due to stuff on a side. Georgia, Missouri, due to Missouri's uh, some positive tests popping up for Missouri. And then Auburn, Mississippi State with positive tests popping up for Auburn. So four SEC games canceled this week. I mean, this was... The concern that something like this wouldn't happen for the SEC, but they're, you know, going along, you know, as possible as best as, well as you want them to. And so not even though you're not going to have four games played this week, of course, there's going to be some, some concern that pops up, but they're going to stay the course here and we'll see what happens within the next week and see if... We'll, See if some things get resolved here. But anyway, let's look, take a look at this week in college football and some of the games we're picking. Number nine, Miami at Virginia Tech. I'm going with the Hurricanes here. Virginia Tech's actually a two point, a two and a half point favorite at home against the number 19 in the country. But I'm going against that. I'm I'm taking the way team. Give me Miami there to. I. I don't know. Why is Virginia Tech favored? Why why are they favored by two and a half? Number 10, Indiana at Michigan State. (laughs) Michigan's, you know, (laughs) the latest two victims from Michigan, from Michigan, last two teams have been Michigan. (laughs) Uh, Indiana's favored by seven and a half, and I feel good about this, even though it's a Michigan State home game, and maybe Michigan State pulls off something else here but gimme indiana to stay the course and move on to four no number two notre dame at boston college this one can be a fun one i watched boston college a couple weeks ago keep it close with clemson and they give they gave them a really good game and notre dame's favored by almost 14 points here it's at bc2 it's at boston college but uh, I'll go Notre Dame here. I think this could be a fun game, though. I think Boston College can maybe hang with hang in with them. They got some players on on that team, but uh, I'll take the Fighting Irish. USC at Arizona. I expect USC to completely beat the state of Arizona and take down both these teams, and they'll take down Arizona. I think this week. Arizona didn't play last week due to positive uh, COVID related tests uh, with involving their game. So they're back this week. Arkansas coming in at 500. Uh, they're not going to say Pittman this week. He tested positive for the virus. They're coming, going into Gainesville, Florida this week to take on the Gators. And the Gators, I think, will do really good against them, even though Arkansas has got a decent defense. Florida is fared by almost nearly 18 points here. So give me the Gators here to roll. in Kyle Trask, I to have another good day. i will see what's up with Kyle Pitts. He got hurt in that Georgia game. We'll see. See if he comes back healthy and ready to go for this game. Oregon at Washington State. Both teams are 1-0 after gaining victories in their opening week. Give me Oregon, though, to come in there with the victory. They're 10-point favorites on the road. Give me the Ducks uh, to go beat the Cougars at Washington State. Wisconsin at Michigan. Michigan really, really needs this one. I don't think they're going to get it, though. I got Wisconsin going to Ann Arbor and knocking Michigan down to 1-3. Wisconsin's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Just give me Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know if you know what's uh, what you got with Michigan anymore, but you know what you have with Wisconsin. Yeah, you, you know it's a team that's going to be coached really well. It's going to be solid. It's going to be well-rounded. So, give me Wisconsin. And, finally, number 23, Northwestern at Purdue. Both these teams undefeated. Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, he's got them ranked. Northwestern are three-point favorites going on the road. I'll go with the road team here. Give me Northwestern to get the victory on the road. All right, now let's switch on over to the NFL. Let's end this off with big boy football here and. Let's go to the National Football League. Let's see what happened this past week. Of course, we had the Thursday night game: for Packers at 49ers. Packers winning that one. Seahawks at Bills. This is it. there was actually a pretty good slate of games this week. There were some fun games going on with uh, some pretty good teams, and this is the first of them: Seahawks at Bills. You know, Russ is. Uh, I think. I mean, I think Russ should be the MVP, but. He's had a couple bumps in the road here these last few weeks, and Buffalo is one of them. Buffalo looking much improved. They kind of hit a rough spot as well. They're, they win 44-34. to 34. They move on to 7-2. and two. Josh Allen, there's a reason why he was getting some potential MVP talk early in the season. 31-38, 4-15, and three touchdowns. Russ, I think he had a couple interceptions too, so not a usual day at the office for Russ. And the Bills, much need victory over a really good team on the offensive side, but of course on the defensive side, Seahawks, the, the, terrible. <laughs> uh, Not a game we picked, but Falcons at Broncos. <laughs> I I mean, I'd looked at it as like, the Falcons have a lead, chalk it up. The <laughs> They're either going to find a way to lose this lead, or they're going to almost lose this lead and still pull it out. And it was the (laughs) latter. Broncos scoring twenty one points in the fourth quarter, and the Falcons only winning by seven. Falcons don't make it easy on anybody. Uh, They don't make it easy on themselves, man. All right, some other scores: Bears at Titans. You know. Derek uh, Cunningham, a usual day for him, 21 carries, 68 yards. A.J. Brown, though, four receptions, one-on-one through the air, one touchdown. Uh, Titans, their defense actually helped them this week. I guess maybe it helps playing a Bears offense, (laughs) who's leading a rusher at one point, came on a punt return. That happened. And so the Bears, they score all 17 of their points in the fourth quarter. So, if you're the Titans, that's one thing you want to shore up. Maybe not get that many points up in the fourth quarter. Maybe don't try to be like the Falcons. That's not a team you want to emulate. So, maybe try to shorten up on that. But, otherwise, a good game from uh, my team there. Ravens at Colts. Now, of course, I mean, Lamar's uh, Lamar's had a rough year, to say the least. I think Matt would agree, like... uh, even though they're saying it's six and two, it's been an unusual year for the Ravens to start. I mean uh Calais Campbell, he got hurt in this game. He might be out for a little bit. So that's something for the Ravens for you to be worried about for the next few weeks. Uh but you go on the road to Indy, get a good win over the Colts, which thank you, Baltimore, for doing this. Uh twenty four to ten. And the Ravens they move to six and two as they try to fight their way to the top of the AFC North with the Steelers, with another matchup coming up pretty soon. There, Panthers at Chiefs. Now the Panthers. I I mean I know the saying "You are what your record says you are." Even though they're three and six, the Panthers have been a really tough team to beat. They they've had some tough ones that they've lost here. And, you know, losing to the Chiefs uh, the way they did, you know, they they kicked that long field goal at the end of that miss, and that was from, like, what, 65, 60, It was, like, 60. It was 60-something. It would have been a record. And, you know, what? I thought he had it if he didn't pull it to, I think, the right it was. And if he didn't pull it to the right, I think he would have had it. He had the leg for it. If it was straight on, he would have had it, but it pulled it to the right and it didn't go through and Chiefs win that one. And Pat Mahomes, another great day for him, 30-45, 40, 40, 372, four touchdowns that are turned McCaffrey as well, so, and he's not going to play this week, but uh, he had a nice game to come back from, make his impact on the ground and receiving. Vikings and Lions. Dalvin Cook has had himself a couple games this past week. 206 on the ground and two touchdowns. It's really kind of catapulted the Vikings the last couple of weeks. And now they got and they got two victories to make themselves three and five. And so it, it can make things interesting here. here. Dalvin Cook keeps on uh, rolling the way he is. Raiders at Chargers. Man, I just need to stop picking the Chargers here. It's it's like it's like they're the AFC the AFC version of the Falcons here. They can't find a way to win. They only can only find ways to lose. But the the Chargers they lose this game to the Raiders, thirty-one to twenty-six. It's not like Herbert had a bad day either, but you know the Raiders that they move on to five and three now. The Chargers. They're now 2-6. and six. I I think I need to stop picking the Chargers. Hold on, did I pick them this week? Okay, great. No, I didn't pick them this week. Alright, <laughs> we're good. Uh, Steelers at Cowboys. The Cowboys made this one a whole lot more interesting than it had any bi- business being. Garrett Gilbert, not, not too bad. And the Cowboys had a chance at the end to try to pull it off, but to no avail, Steelers. They move on to a, no, first time ever in their team's history, that they have a team that's eight no. zero, so they're going to be looking to get to nine and zero this week and try to see if they can push that record forward against the Bengals this week. I think this this is their first matchup with the Bengals as well against Joe Burrow. So I'll talk a little bit more about that matchup when we get to the next week. But uh, I I think one a couple of the other big takeaways from this week. This, these were a couple games that we picked. Uh, Dolphins at Cardinals. This was a fun game between these young quarterbacks with Kyler Murray and Tua. Kyler Murray, 283 through the air, 106 on the ground, four touchdowns in total. And Tua had himself a good game as well. And I picked the Dolphins to win this one, and I'm glad I did. Boy, let me tell you what. I'm. Dolphins are, have been an impressive team here. They have been a really a impressive team to see how they how they go win each and every week and and they may not win every game, but they you know they're gonna give a hundred percent. They're gonna give it a hundred percent. And you know, looking at this box score, two, twenty of twenty eight, two forty eight for two two touchdowns. As well, he did take three sacks, so maybe work on that. But it was just awesome seeing these young quarterbacks duel and you know, be excited about the future of the QB position in the league. And uh, yeah, the Dolphins are a tough team. Uh, Saints at Buccaneers. Now, I didn't watch any of this game. And I was thinking I probably was because, like, I mean, it's Saints and Bucks. Both these teams are good. And uh, it turns out I probably made the right decision not watching this game. Tom Brady's worst loss ever. Coming on Sunday night at home against the Saints, 38-2-3. And Tom's faces say, <laughs> say it all during the game. Oh, man. If you, I wonder if you're worried if you're the Bucks you're, they, Like the Saints know Michael Thomas and Jerry Breeze's arm, you know it's not what it once was. So what's the issue here? <laughs> Is there something going on? I've seen memes about a b coming and t- it's like crap did 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 I ruin this team already <laughs> but uh, I don't know what what you say if you're a bucks fan or if you're a Brady fan like it was just, it was not a good day for for the buccaneers at all like there is no, nothing positive I think you could I don't think there's anything nothing that you can put a positive spin on i mean. Brady 209 through the air, three picks, three sacks. You know, only a forty point four QB rating. That's that's not good. And uh, looking at receiving, I mean Mike Evans sixty four you know, receiving yards, God one forty one. I mean, it's just not a good day at the uh, at the office. Oh yeah, Michael Thomas did play. That tells you guys that I did. I, I didn't watch the game. I thought Thomas was not going to play in this game. So, he played in this game. Uh, had five catches, 51 yards, six targets. Emmanuel Sanders had a touchdown. Adam Troutman had a touchdown for Drew Brees. And as, as well as Trickle Smith and Josh Hill. So, Drew Brees had himself a good day. Uh, four touchdowns, t- 26-32, two twenty two to the air. Really good day for him. Even Jameis Winston got some time passing. He- <laughs> he threw, He had a completion and one attempt, twelve yards. That's a first down. There we go, Jameis <laughs> That tells you how bad this game was for the Buccaneers. So, for Buccaneers fans' sakes, you need to hope you get a, be- a good bounce back next week. And uh just go through the other game, Monday night game. I feel bad for the Jets. <laughs> they had this lead against the Patriots, and they pull the Falcons. They they blew it. <laughs> and so they're now 0-8 oh man feel bad for them uh, let's move on to week number 10 and talk about everything going on this week starting with tonight's Thursday night game with the Titans and the Indianapolis Colts looking at the line that the line is now even and with the Titans, I've reports that maybe Clowney could could maybe come back this week and maybe get him back. Roger Saffold he got hurt Sundays, and but fortunately for him, it's looking like he's go he might be fine and might be good to go this week. So for for the Titans, this is a huge game for the Colts. This is huge game, individual game. If you're the Titans, you can move on to seven and two and start out three and zero oh in your division being all these teams at least once. If you're Indy, it puts that record right back at at six. It puts at six and three, knocks the times six and three, puts it right back at even. And so if you're the Colts and Tynes, huge game for both these teams. I mean, you guys probably know where I'm going to head with this. I don't have any trust in Phillip Rivers here. I think maybe the Tynes' defense is getting back to normal here. Is it? that they found their stride. I mean, look at third down conversions last week against the bears. That's one of the things they've had issues with all season long is not getting off the field on third downs this past week. They did against the bears two of 15 on third down conversions. So maybe you figured out something. So I, I'll go with the home team. Here, The road team has been pretty good here recently on Thursday night games, but usually these games favor the home team. So I'll go with the Titans here to win in, on the Thursday night game in week 10. Uh, Eagles at Giants. Now, of course, we know what happened the last time these two teams played. We had a, <laughs> a new meme was born. Uh, thanks to Danny Dimes. Uh, and this one's at home maybe he can redeem himself Philly's a three and a half point favorite I mean I think Philly's gotta be the favorite for the NFC East right now I mean they got to be (laughs) Uh, if they win this one they'll pull the record to uh, yeah I guess 500 would their record be 500 if they're 4-4-1 I'm guessing so but I I got the Eagles here to win this one I think they're Clearly, the best team in the NFC East, although that's not saying a whole lot. Buccaneers at Panthers. Now, this is one the Buccaneers need to bounce back and win for the Panthers. They played a lot of these teams close here recently, and this could be a really good win for them. Uh, even though they are in last place in the NFC South right now, Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half. I'll take the buck here to get the bounce back victory, but I expect the Panthers to put up a fight. I expect them to. They're young on defense. They all their draft picks were defensive guys, but uh, they've they've not been bad this year. They've not been bad. Jeremy Chin, especially the guy from Southern Illinois OVC, represent right there. Uh, he's been really good this year for the Panthers, and so maybe they'll get him back. And who knows? Maybe the Panthers might. Get an upset win here. They almost said against the Chiefs last week, and the Chiefs have been really good this year. But I got the Buccaneers winning this one. Chargers at Dolphins. Okay, right, so I did have a Chargers in game here. I'm not picking them. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here. I I think I've learned my lesson, but it would be it, it would be so Chargers of them to go against me this week and actually win this game at Miami. Uh, Miami's is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Justin Herbert, though, it's going to be a really fun battle, with the rookie QBs between him and Tua, and uh, see how they do against one another. Uh, give me the Dolphins here. Give me the home team here to move on to six and three. They might be making the playoffs right now. I think they're, they got a good shot right now, the way they're playing. Bills at Cardinals. This one could, has potential to be a fun one right here, a fun one. And the late afternoon slot. In Inside Arizona, Kyler Murray has been, has been fun to watch this season. Josh Allen has been at times as well. Give me the bills here, though. Move on to 8-2 and beat the Cardinals at home. Uh, there's no line for that game either. So, that's interesting. Uh, Seahawks at Rams. This would be a huge one for the Rams. Put them at 6-3. and three. Put them on top with the division put them in put them, put them the Seahawks with an even record I mean and the Rams have moved the ball it's just you know them making mistakes but uh, you know give me Seattle to bounce back here even though the Rams are one and a half point favorite at home here next 49ers at Saints I expect the Saints to win this one the 49ers they're injury riddle. they've got guys on the COVID list I think they're getting some back this week though but I, I I, don't think it matters. Saints are favored by nine and a half. I'll go with the Saints here to beat the 49ers at home. Bengals at Steelers. I'm really interested to see how Joe Burrow handles his first game against the Steel Curtain and see it, see what he does. Because he's been pretty good this year. He He's gotten hit a whole lot, but he's had a pretty decent year, all things considered. So I'm interested to see how he faces against one of the best defenses maybe the best defense in the league so i got the Steelers here but that'll be an f- interesting match to see how he goes against that defense all right the sunday night game the ravens at the patriots i will take the ravens here as a, who are seven point favorites in this game Listen, the Patriots had to come back against the Jets. Uh, the Patriots have looked off here. They looked good in the decent part of the se- early part of the season, those first two games, but since then, uh, it's not been good. So I got the Ravens here to get the victory at New England. And finally, the Monday night game, we got an NFC North matchup with the Vikings at the Bears. And the Vikings, as I said, they've been, like Dalvin Cook, on a tear here. As of recent. And they're favored by two and a half points here. They are favored by two and a half points. My thing is, Dalvin Cook, he's going to go against this Bears defense who only gave up 68 yards to Derrick Henry. So I'm, I'm expecting the Bears defense to shut the Vikings running offense down. I expect the Bears to win this game on Monday Night. Push heads to six and four. All right, guys. Now, that'll do it for us here. Uh, I w- would be remiss if we did not mention uh, the passing of Alex Trebek, of course. The f- famous host of the game show Jeopardy passed away this past Sunday, uh, losing, his ba- losing his battle to pancreatic cancer at the age of 80. What else can you say about this guy? This guy was a he, he was also awesome. he he was a staple in everybody's lives whether you watched the show or not you knew who he was you knew what kind of a person he was he was a standout he, he was one of one uh, as you would as you would say he, the staple in all of our lives you knew who he was and he, he's just a good all-around guy the one clip I've seen uh, I saw those on Sunday that a lot of people were posting, I saw a couple people post it, was uh, the one of him with, uh, you know, reading the category and there's uh, some rap lyrics and just just hearing him uh, repeat rap lyrics. (laughs) That's great. If you haven't haven't seen that clip, go and find it. I'll give you a good laugh if you're a fan of his, if you're a fan of the show, if you're just, you know... A fan of something funny like that in general, uh give that a good watch. It, it it'll it'll make your day. <laughs> it's funny. I think he, men, mentions like a, a comment about like him and it rapping in that as well. So, uh, 2020 another gut punch. Another gut punch. Man, good grief. Thankfully, this year's almost over. That'll do it for us here, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, for listening to the show. Again, check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Check out the entertainment show as well on there. As I said, be on the lookout for some Mando stuff, some Division stuff as those two get ramped up here. Excited for those two. And so, yeah, they'll do it for us here, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time.